Numbers, chapter 9, starting at verse 15. On the day the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, was set up, the cloud covered it. From evening till morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night it looked like fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Whenever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would encamp, and then at his command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning, and when it lifted in the morning, they set out. Whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they encamped. And at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Carol. Let's pray. Lord God, help us now to understand what we've heard in your word. And more than that, to be changed by it. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Simon Says. Hopefully you know the game, Simon Says. Yeah, good. When I say Simon Says, you do the thing. If I just ask you to do a thing without saying Simon Says, you don't do it or you're out of the game. Yeah, you with me? Simon Says, stand up, if you're able. (laughs) Simon Says, pat your head. Sit down. Oh, you're good at this. It wasn't Simon Says, was it? Simon Says, sit down and stop patting your heads. So you've got the idea, and now you need to stay alert through the whole sermon, don't you? (laughs) I wonder, does anyone here like moving house? I know I don't. Let's try it another way. Simon Says, put your hand up if you'd like moving house. You've never moved house. You don't know what it's like yet, do you? Okay, put your hands down. Simon says, put your hand down. I do not like moving house. I'm not very good at it. You have to be organized. I don't feel like we've quite finished sorting things out and organizing and recovering from our last house move, and that was 14 years ago. I still need to go through all the bookcases and you know, sort it 
properly, and I've, I've not done it. So I'm glad in a way that I'm not one of the Israelites in our Bible reading. Simon says, turn to page 145 in the church Bibles. <laughs> the background to our reading is that God has rescued his people. He's rescued the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. That's how the book of Exodus started. He'd brought them through the Red Sea and to Mount Sinai, where God spoke to Moses and gave them the law to teach them how to order their society, how to live their lives, and how to worship their God. And now, after that law-giving, here they are in our reading, getting things set up for their worship, and they're about to head off for the promised land, led by God. And on their journey, they're led by this cloud that we read about. The cloud's something they've seen before. It, it first appeared in Exodus chapter 13, where it had led them right out of Egypt. And now it's going to lead them again onwards as they keep going on their journey to freedom. Could someone get me a glass of water from the kitchen, please? Simon says, could somebody <laughs> get me a glass of water from the kitchen, please? Thanks, Carol. That is amazing. I do actually need it. Brilliant. For the Israelites, this is going to be a bit unpredictable, changeable. One morning, the cloud lifts up and they pack up their things and they get moving. The cloud, the cloud stops. They set up camp. Next morning, wait, see what happens. Are they staying put for another day? Are they moving on? Sometimes they just stay in a place overnight, sometimes two days or months or a year. They can't predict what's going to happen. The people aren't in charge of their own plans. That's basically what's going on here. Simon says, bring me a thousand pounds and use 20 pound notes. <laughs> Anyone? John was on the cusp of it. Simon said, John, weren't you paying attention? What, what's going on in all this? What, what's the point of the people following this cloud around the desert? What is God's purpose here? He's teaching them to be constantly attentive, ready to move, ready to respond in obedience when he needs them to. They're his people, and his people are to listen to him. It's not that God's being unreasonable or fickle. Now, I was being a bit cheeky when I asked for a glass of water. And I was, frankly, being pretty unreasonable when asking for somebody to bring me a grand in use twenties. I don't think any of you would be daft enough to give me that, even if somehow you had that sort of paper money here with you, which seems a bit unlikely, really. <laughs> I mean, why would you give it to me? I'd probably just go and spend it all on model trains. And you don't want to... You really don't want to be supporting that sort of habit. But God is not like that. He's not cheeky or unreasonable in asking them to just follow him. These people know he is 
trustworthy. Back when they were in Egypt, they were captive slaves. They'd, they'd cried out to God and he'd heard them and he'd rescued them from Pharaoh. He'd brought them safely out of Egypt. He'd destroyed Pharaoh's army. They know he keeps his promises. Obeying God is a lot more reasonable than doing anything I say, even if Simon says to. At the center of their camp, there was the tabernacle, the tent, the tent where they were to worship him. And over the tabernacle, there was this cloud. That was where God lived among his people. The tent and the cloud, they they represented God's presence among his people. And so you follow, don't you, when God leads you onwards, because that's how you get to be where God is at work next. God's graciously chosen the Israelites. He's chosen people for himself. He's chosen to live among them at the very center of their camp. He, God wants to be among them. Because that's how he can continue to show them his unmerited love. And, and for his people, it's natural for them to want to be with him too. God and his people, it, it is an unequal sort of relationship. They're not the same as each other. He is God. They are human beings. But there is this beautiful symmetry in the arrangement of God wanting to be with us and us wanting to be with God. That's how it's meant to be, this shared desire to be together with him. We're very different, but we do both want that. And of course, other things about the relationship aren't symmetrical at all. We follow him. He's God. He sets the agenda. We follow where he leads. That's one of the things about him being God and us being human. But it is good for us and him to be together, to want to be in that close relationship, to want to be where he's going next. So what's this reading saying to us? Follow and obey God, even when you're not quite sure where he's going with this. Follow. And it's telling us that it is good to be with God. It's always good to be with God. But I just want to leave you with two other observations as well about this business of following God and we'll see more of some of these things in the next weeks first thing next week we'll find out that they really don't actually do this perfectly we're going to come to chapter 14 and it all starts to fall apart they grumble they rebel in today's reading it sounded like they made a great start at following him through the wilderness Spending a night here, a few weeks down we're on over there, a couple of nights on that far hilltop. But they didn't keep it up. I mean, how are you doing? How am I doing with our own New Year's resolutions? 
As this series continues, we're going to see more of the consequences of that failure and how God continues to rescue them because he set his love on them. They're his. He's in the business of rescuing. And the last thing to say today is just that for us as Christians today, we're not following an unspeaking cloud that just moves on unpredictably and without explanation in quite the way that they were. The cloud represented God's presence with his people. Long after the events recorded in Numbers, God came and lived on earth, not as a cloud, but as a person, Jesus Christ, who died and rose again for his people. And today, God is present with his people through his Holy Spirit, who lives within each Christian believer, changing and growing us each day by day. Jesus shows us what God's like. He's, Jesus shows us that God is self-giving love. His Holy Spirit leads each of us safely through our own wanderings. There's a lovely little passage at the end of Matthew chapter 11, and I'm finishing with this, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And following him is not some game of Simon Says where somebody keeps coming out with more and more ridiculous things for you to do. It doesn't work that way with Jesus. Let's follow and obey and stay close to him.